You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. I'm here, Ben. I made it in. I, I tell you what, it has been three weeks in a row now that I'm like a little surprised that I've made it in here to be the special guest. I'm like, I put it on my calendar and I'm like, boy, I sure hope I can make it to the pop today. And then I do. And then you do. Then yeah. you're here. And this is in, in, in due to the fact that your family has effectively been sick for almost a full month. Almost one full whole month right now, Ben. Uh, the count is now 26 days in a row yeah. where someone has been like actively sick not like oh yeah i kind of like i'm not feeling so great today but i mean like someone has like had a legit symptom like fever or throwing up or terrible sore throat or i'm sorry it's, i meant to say sponges that's my oh, bad oh Pop good save good save yeah wow yeah. man i know yeah, yeah it has been it has been like freaking non-stop and like i feel like i used to hear horror stories about this sort of thing happening like yeah we just kept passing it around just thinking someone else got something else and it's like it's okay if you pass like one thing around right but it seems like multiple things have been happening it's like oh you you guys have something now right on the tail end of me getting better and it's nothing like what i had it's just a brand new thing which means the cycle could continue again <sighs> yeah, Please don't. It's true. It's true. And then even even uh like so today is is December 6th. Yeah. And like longtime pop listeners or or fans of like Super Carlin Brothers the channel might know that 1205 day mm. is a bit of a Carlin family holiday. It yep. was the day that our dad proposed to our mom and it was the day that you proposed to Beth and yep. it is also the day that we just historically always decorate uh our Christmas tree That's as right. a family. We mm-hmm. go over and we have pizza and we decorate the Christmas tree on 1205 day and it's yeah. good times and good feelings to be had. Yeah. Um, and so as of, as of like last night, you know, like we're, we're dealing with everybody being in like varying stages of ill. And then we've also got like all of the members of our family, all of whom are trying to get together. And then it's like during yesterday, like leading up to yesterday's the dinner event, we were like actively getting text messages from our younger brother, Tyler, who like, Two members of his family are now confirmed sick by the doctor with like two other ailments entirely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now there's some pink eye floating around. I know some croup cough. Some croup. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all yeah, it's not it's not even it's it, 
It's not even just like, yeah, I've had a bit of a cough for a couple of days. You know, it's like, no, I went to the doctor, they did a test and confirmed it and sent me a prescription for a specific, it's like, it's, it, you know, it's not general under the weatherness. Yeah. It's not like I've got a bit yeah. of a cold. It's actual being sick and it's, ugh. I know. I know. No, it's true. It's true. And the only thing that's given me any solace is the fact that it's like, it's all happening before Christmas. Yeah. And so now I'm now like now my Christmas miracle, it won't be a white Christmas. It will just be a healthy. Christmas. It's just, we're all there and no one is sick. That would be tremendous. That's what I'm hoping for. Fingers and toes oh my all gosh. crossed. Fingers yeah. and toes. We have how many days until 19 days to make it happen? If people are sick at my house for 19 more days in a row, I'm gonna lose my mind. Do you think you'll get real grumpy? I'm gonna get grumpy, Ben. There's probably yeah, just just general anger at the universe for letting this happen. <laughs> just like, come on, this is not cool. This, yeah, no, that totally fair, totally fair. Grumpiness is a very interesting thing, I think. Yeah, because it's like it. Grumpiness is such a temporary form of like someone who has a bad attitude yeah and it's so specific like you know like if someone just has a bad attitude then they just have a bad attitude but if you're grumpy it's like i have a temporary bad attitude that can be rectified exactly. by like Coffee. by like circumstantial yeah. change and my daughter addison has absolutely been a grump pants she's been grumping it up for the, for the past week mm -hmm. yeah we she she made it through her her um one-year-old appointment and uh, while we were there, we, you know, we were we were given like the orders, you know, like, OK, like time to like basically start taking her off the bottle as quickly as possible, like pretty much start yesterday, if possible. Like, you know, it's like this is like the line where like they tell you, like, mm -hmm. now they need to be like working on them like sippy cup life, you know, right, like sure. some, yeah, some whole over. milk. Yeah. yeah. You wonder who wasn't pleased with this decision and basically had nothing to say other than being extremely pouty about it. One Addison. One Addison. Poor little ads has not been super pleased with the decision. And it's funny because it's like, you know, anybody uh, like who has something that they're used to being there taken away as an adult. I think it's pretty obvious why you are upset. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me because it's like you could like watch her descend into like increasing grumpiness and anger yeah. over the course of like a few days where it was like at first she was like, you know, she might like be like a little bit more like fussy or something. It wasn't like that big of a deal. And then it was like by like day five, it was just like she was just upset the whole day. <laughs> All the time, like it was just like, oh man, this, this makes for this makes for a long day, and I feel so bad because it's like I don't know, I don't know what to do, and I'm sorry. And yeah, do you want another blueberry? Because I will give you as many blueberries, blueberries as she man. loves blueberries. Yeah, yeah, nice. I know. Good. So for now. anyway, yeah. I also feel like I've been grumpier lately. Have you, you noticed this? Have you noticed my I, my my grumpiness? Not in particular. No way. No. This is excellent. I'll have to ask the other members of the office if okay. they've noticed my my Mr. Grump pants. Um, I have noticed like a certain like um like like what I would describe as almost, maybe maybe like a harsh sarcasm or Ooh, something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm discovering is I'm I'm not very good at being like okay so let me back up let me back up okay. a couple of weeks ago i talked about how i feel like i've i've had a couple of i've had a good year uh for breakthroughs with like depression anxiety type stuff yeah. a lot of progress been mm -hmm. very grateful for it shout out to therapy um <laughs> just all of therapy all of therapy all of it um and 
but I, I think a couple of weeks ago I called it like my brain calm. Yeah. And it's been this like really odd phenomenon for me because I've, I've sort of like realized that so much of like what drove like a lot of my like question, asking questions about like the universe as a whole. Yeah. It's like, I think it was the way that my brain was trying to combat the things that were very unpredictable about the world. And so what I was trying to do was basically like understand it at its most core yeah. as like a way to have like some semblance of control over it. Uh-huh. And the great news for me is that like as as like the anxiety has like settled and quieted itself for a little while yes. here is that it's also like now I don't have these like turtle pie in the sky questions. Right. And I have found <laughs> that like everything like from like doing the pop to like even just casual small talk with like friends or family members at like social gatherings and stuff. It's like I'm like. I don't have anything to say hmm. and I know that I usually talk a lot and now I don't know what to talk about but anyway part of the um, like the big breakthroughs with with everything for me this year is and I've talked a lot about this here on the pop is like I have been like just about as much your textbook and this is like the words of like you know the 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 therapy people yeah the therapy professionals um a textbook people pleaser which basically just means that like I will pretty much just be like oh yes of course I agree with you that sounds great let's do that I, but like usually what's happening in my head is like, I completely disagree with you. I do not think we should do that, but I'm going to nod and say yes anyway for some reason, because mm-hmm. I'm afraid if I tell you otherwise that you'll think I'm being right. mean and yeah. then you won't like me anymore and then everything will crumble around me and my world will stop. Yeah. And um, so what I've been trying to do is uh, is unpack a lot of that, you know, yeah. so like I'm trying to be like a lot more like like direct so like in these moments my brain is like reaching for the like oh no it's fine don't even worry about it and it's like it's like no ben no like i got like my shoulder angels right. popping up like, it's not fine it's, say something except the, in the craziest way is that like you know you think of like Kronk from the emperor's new group and he's got like his little red angel and yeah. his little angel angel and i feel like my red angel is the one that's like it's like tell him it's fine just tell him it's fine just tell him everything is okay and that you're right. not upset with them right. because every- that causes the most turmoil for you exactly yeah. yeah yeah so like my my like angel angel is the one that's like hey no you need to knuckle up you need right? to you know? stand up for yourself brother exactly yeah and um so what what i am realizing is that i'm i'm just and I remember this even from like middle school and high school, like there'd be like those kids that like would come and like pick on you or like make a comment or something. And it was always one of those things where I was like, it never even occurred to me to be like mean to someone else first, mm-hmm. you know? And and I suppose that this <coughs> is like, we've all learned a lot about like the underlying like sources of like why somebody might bully another person. And it's usually their own insecurities right, or yeah. potentially even jealousy towards you as a fellow person or just a way to like prop up their own self-esteem or something. Yep. All of the above could be these reasons. Um, and so anyway, but like if a kid came and, and was like mean to me first, then like I usually would be like, I was usually like one kind of like shocked because it was like, why, why, yeah. like, why are you being mean, it's like, man? I, it's like, I, I don't think I, I don't have any negative feelings towards you at all. And you just said something mean to me and I don't get it. And so I would, I would always try to like, sort of like have playful banter back and like have like a comeback of sorts. Yeah. And my comebacks were always just, just way too harsh to me. <laughs> it was like, Oh man, right that got the, real right to the core of you. <laughs> right. Exactly. So anyway, I wasn't very good at it at all. Sorry to anybody who ever was on the receiving end of it. I, I really wasn't trying to. Um, but I'm finding that this is now also um, emerging in my like everyday life mm-hmm. is that I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to be more direct. I'm trying to communicate better, do those right things. Not, yeah. not 
like hold on to this uh uh, it really, it ultimately like is is like resentment that I think forms. Yeah. Because like y- you literally told the person, oh my gosh, no problem whatsoever. It's totally fine. Thumbs up. Smile with a little sparkly thing like from the toothpaste commercials. Uh, but in reality, you were like, I am making a compromise right now about like how I want this to go, and you don't know that I'm making a compromise, but I am. Right. And I'm going to be frustrated with you going forward because I made a compromise and I told you that by telling you that everything was completely fine. Right. It's like. Like I'm now entitled to compensation for this compromise um, of which you have no idea of which you have no idea happened. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So you can easily see where this would become a bit of like a compounding problem if you're doing it every single day of your life with all of the people in your life. Yeah. Um, So I'm trying to be better about it. But uh, anyway, I feel like it's made me sound a lot grumpier. But but maybe and maybe this is like one of those things like where everybody thinks their voice sounds different on camera or like you you, you hear a playback of yourself and you're like, oh, is that what I always sound like? And the answer is yes. But you hear your own voice differently because of the way vibrations in your head and stuff. Exactly. Um, And so it's like for me, it could be the case that like I it's jarring, you know, like I'm like, wow, people are going to notice that I'm being very different. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's just sort of like. Oh no! This is this is how most all other people are. Right. This is just like yeah. No one's really noticing it at all. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. not like oh my god, what is Ben's like a whole new person today? Whole new person. Like, yeah. It's like because like you're not. You're still just you. <laughs> Brand new me. Brand new you. But also the same me. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's been my life lately. Oh, a little okay. bit A little bit of grumpiness. A little bit um, of grumpiness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Less overall sickness in general. That's good. That's good. Yep. We'll take it. We'll take it. Otherwise, uh, let's see here, Jay. You have a Wick of the Peak that we can jump to. Oh, sure I do. I'm very curious about this because I have been told by just about everybody I know. So, But I'll I'll, I'll let you take over. So what is your Wick of the Peak? My Wick of the Peak is the new show that just dropped on Netflix, Wednesday. Oh my gosh. I thought you meant the day of the week. Everybody's been recommending the day Wednesday to me. I know. Yeah. Pick of the week. Wednesday. Best day. (laughs) Turns out. Turns out. Who doesn't? Hump day. (laughs) That was a good commercial. Very iconic. Yeah. Yeah. It almost got like, it was so great. And then it got overplayed so hard. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone adopted it too quickly and they made, they ruined it. And you know, was that the advent of Hump Day, or had it been already previously been referred to as Hump Day prior to the? Was it a Geico commercial? It was a Geico commercial, and um, it was you know how happy are people who switched to Geico for car insurance, and they happier than a camel on Hump Day. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, no, Hump Day is an established term for the middle of the week, like you're over the hump kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, so otherwise, otherwise it's just like people are having to like make the connection that Wednesdays are also Hump Days <laughs> and that the camel is excited about it. Um, so yeah, that was a pre-established thing. But okay, okay. Anyway. So, anyway, but the the my joke that I was not <coughs> so cleverly playing on, yeah. on, you, on this, you and this situation was that people have been recommending the day Wednesday to me. Yeah. But instead, people have actually been recommending the Netflix series titled Wednesday to me. Indeed. Which you yeah. have now started watching. I Yeah, me and Beth started watching it last night. So I've only watched a single episode so far. But uh, I can. it's like it's like right away, right out of the gate. It's like, yep, this is going to be good. I already like it a lot. This is, and, and like that's coming from someone who historically has not really uh, enjoyed much of the Adams family at all. This would be this would be my yeah. take and like even like when i saw it like pop up on netflix it was like i was like something tells me that because like, al uh, alice has frequently like um been compared to 
Wednesday Adams. Oh yeah, I can um, see that. She's got like a very like I mean Alice has like a certain skeleton decor. She does. She does, and she also has the the long dark black hair. Right. Yep. Yep. Actually, hilariously, at twelve oh five day last night, she was wearing a t shirt of a skeleton that was sledding and like a Santa hat. Yeah. And Luke at the dinner table was like, that's more of a Halloween shirt. Mm. And I was like, tells it like it is. I was like, yeah, yeah, Luke, you get it. You get it. it took some, don't worry. You'll, you'll like, you'll get there and you'll like appreciate the skeleton aesthetic. But like, it took me some time too. I, like, I had to right. I had to like work up to it, but we got yeah. there in the end. Yeah. And now we have like very famous skeletons out in our front yard, basically all the time that like just getting into shenanigans. The, the people in my neighborhood are like, Love your skeletons, man. And I'm yeah. like, thank you. Thank you. Golden Retriever guy. Mm-hmm. I know guy. your name. That's the guy. <laughs> I never do. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm te- I'm I don't even think I'm terrible with names always, but some when it's like the people who pass by my house, I got nothing. Mm. I got Buck. I remember you, Buck, in case you're listening. My I, I have this problem all the time. Like my next door neighbors, I you know, like when you move in, they come over and introduce themselves. You're like, all right, yes, I'm gonna remember your name. And then it's like, I don't. And now it's like you've definitely introduced yourself to me and we live next to each other for several years and if i saw you i'd have to be like mm, just oh justin seems like a good guess yeah the one the really the one that always gets me is that um my uh next door neighbor's name <laughs> is um it it is some combination of both our mom's name and Beth's name, but I don't know. I can never remember the order and like which version. So it's either like Mary Beth or Mary Elizabeth or like Elizabeth Mary or something like that. Interesting. Or, and it's like, I can't remember which order it is, but it's like, oh, this should be so easy to remember because like, <laughs> like two of the most important women in my life both have the same name. Yes. And I cannot remember. I always want to say like Mary Elizabeth, but I'm like, no, that's the one from Clifford, right? It, well, I, I mean, it could also be that. the one from your neighbor. But I think that's specifically not it. Okay. Like I always think that and it's like, it's not that, but then is it just Mary Beth? I don't, I don't know. Oh, I just the- the worst though is when you're in a social situation and you think you remember somebody's name and it gets halfway out and you're like, is that right? And you're like, oh hey, Dylan. Yeah. I don't know. Conceivable, I said Derek. <coughs> Conceivable. Hmm. Dylan. What's up? Dude. I, I do I do have somebody on on my street as well who uh who Alice and I very frequently have this conversation about where we're like, Darren, Dylan? something it's something it's in that zip code your name is there yeah yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> anyway so wednesday wednesday the, t- the, the, show. the tv so, show i agree i traditionally have not gravitated towards like the adams family the like the whole aesthetic of yeah. all that but i but also <laughs> to be fair it's like this is like one of those things where it's like i i can't say that i don't like it because i just don't think i've ever actually consumed it yeah but it is typically one of those things like whenever like whenever i have seen anything to do with it i think there was like an animated adams family that just came there out. has been many a thing i mean there was the original show there has been like animated cartoons i think there's been a, a maybe a couple of movies yeah i don't know yeah um but so at, Basically, yeah, I can't say that I don't like it because I've never, I've never actually consumed any of it before. But like, I see it and I'm like, I don't know. It just gives me kind of like the creepy crawlies. And right. I noticed that like the hand, yeah, is like thing, That's thing, his name. yeah. Okay, is in the Wednesday show, yeah. And I will even say like that is like one of those where I'm like, I don't like it. Like, I don't want. I, I don't know how I'm going to like it. Like, I can't. It gives me like the creeps. Um, 
but it but that's not the case i would say it is not the case because i i've been right there with you the entire time like every time i've been introduced to another version of the adams family i've been like i just don't know like how into it i am because i think part of it whenever they do the show whenever they you know take on this particular uh family um franchise it's like they always have to like highlight every single character uh-huh. in a in in a way or whatever and like each you know each member of the family has like their own weird kooky spooky thing about them okay um and like I think they, it, it's almost like someone recognized that. Like that was the general feeling. Like yeah, the Adams family is really popular with like a very narrow kind of thing, and like that that narrow kind of thing has a certain mass appeal. But how can we tap into it in like a in like a new in a new way? So they just focus in completely on the daughter Wednesday. Yeah, and she's like older than most iterations. She's like a high schooler, I okay. guess. Okay. So she's not like a little girl. Um. And then they kind of tap into this sort of like, uh, like it's they they start her out in like a very regular school, which I feel like is often what they do with the Adams family. They kind of do this like fish out of water thing, like oh look at this creepy family dealing with regular people and how different they sure, are. And sure, yeah, yep. Um, but so they just put her in a school called Nevermore Academy. Okay, great um, name. Yeah, yeah. Very good, you know, quote the Raven. You know, oh yes, whatever. Of, of course, exactly. And so then there's like at the school, there's like oh, there's the werewolf click and the vampire click and the you know go- golems or whatever. Okay, you know, I haven't gotten too far into it. Um, also, I'm sure you'll like this. The principal of the school is Gwendolyn Christie. Hey, Brienne of Tarth. I love and Gwendolyn Christie. She is playing such a different character that I have ever seen her play before at all. Oh, like really? she's normally like such like a tough like I'm gonna like kick you kick your butt right now, bro. Right, right now. Kinda yeah, I now, am. I am. Captain Phasma. Yeah. Now, now she's like principal of like the you know the weird school. Okay. And she's just like so pleasant and like well dressed and like almost like I'm not even a part of it. I'm you know <laughs> I'm just I'm just a totally happy person who's not surrounded by werewolves and stuff. This is outstanding yeah. news. This so, is outstanding. News. So that's okay. a good selling point. Yeah. Going on the Christie's in it. Um. And I guess Wednesday has like her own power, which she, she's like visions or whatever. Uh-huh. And it seems like they're setting it up so that there's, you know, it's it's a very classic setup where it's like, mm, there was a prophecy that this is going to happen and it's going to involve you. And now the whole show is going to be like leading up to whatever that is, I'm sure. Uh, okay. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. But is, is like the writing witty though? Is it funny? Is it <coughs> It like- is funny. Yeah. It's okay. supposed to be like a fun. I think it's like a comedy and it's, you know, like, you know, Wednesday is very, like, above everything. She's got, like, a very, um, like, Aubrey Plaza-ness about her. For sure, You yep, know, it's yep. very, like, it's like if you crank um, April in Parks and Rec up to, like, 15. Oh you know? <laughs> you know? That's basically it. I can't imagine. Yeah. Okay. I would have thought she was already at 15. <laughs> yeah. So, no, they yeah. crank it up. That's basically her. That's basically her character, except, you know, she's like, you know, happy to inflict violence on people and thinks she's so above everything all the time. But then she keeps meeting all these other people and, you know, their, their humanity is like bringing her back down a little bit and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Um, so, but then, so the rest of the family is like semi-present in the show. Like the mom, Morticia, is being played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. So it's like, you know she's going to have a somewhat bigger role because, like, they didn't just cast her to, like, show up every three episodes. I wonder, that, like, that has got to be such a fun casting call for Catherine Zeta-Jones. I know. To be like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. Obviously, I, w- I will be doing that. Yeah. Um, that is, like, one of the biggest things. that I feel like I haven't heard her name come up in forever. And I know. It, it totally makes me think that, like, she's about to, like, Keanu Reeves 
all over the place. Right. Like Nicolas Cage, like all of these, like, you know, th- there's always like the actors like Matthew McConaughey, I think very famously did this, like when he was like the rom-com guy and like took like five years off acting so he could like come back and do like serious roles. And now he's like, you know, interstellar. And, yeah. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. And, and, yeah. yeah. He's, he's done like a bunch of like other like really big things. I feel like we haven't heard Catherine Zeta-Jones name come up like for like years and years and years and it feels like this is totally going to be like the yeah she's about to be she's about to be she's everywhere. Back. Dude who's going to be everywhere is the girl playing Wednesday. For I've sure. also seen that. Jenna yeah. Ortega, I think, is her name. Yeah. Oh man, that girl's about to explode. Explode. Yeah, because she's great in the show. Okay. For sure. awesome. I've only seen one episode. Um. Yeah. She's she's about to be just everywhere. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about. It. I will absolutely give it a. I will give it a watch. Yeah. Give it a watch. Um. Because it has become it, like it is very interesting to me too. How it's like it is coming. The recommendation. Like I have like such an eclectic group of friends i feel like Mm -hmm. where like they all come from like very different like uh realms of interest when like when it comes to like their media that they consume and stuff yeah and all of them have recommended this show to me so i don't know if it's something that everybody is just like ben is going to like this or if it is just so like like a bull that it is like found its way in front of like every single different group of friends that i I have it feels like it feels like to me and i don't know it feels like in general there's been this like yeah like like mm, adam's family kind of creepy i don't know if i like that but it's like everyone knows about the adam's family of course you know yeah, like yeah. it's like very pervasive in pop culture it was only on the air like the original show for like three years or something is that it yeah so it's like really <laughs> permeated yeah it's like really permeated but i feel like it's a way like everyone's sort of seeing it and is like this is a way i can get like in from like like ground zero and like enjoy it in a way without having to know anything about the Any rest, of, the of, rest it. of it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's like new and different and like I, I can be vaguely aware of the rest of it and like there'll be clever things they're doing. Like at one point, like she's talking to some guy and he's like, you're not scary. You're just like kooky. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she's like, I prefer spooky. And it's like, oh, that's what you did. Cause that's, that's the song. Yeah. Or like, you know, there'll be like, you can hear this like, you know, big cello music in the background and like all of a sudden, Catherine Zeta Jones would be like, you know, like she'll like snap out of it, but it's like the da 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 da, you know, thing. Nice. So nice. it's like, oh, you, I see what you did. You like redid the snap thing. That was kind of funny. I will be very curious to see how <laughs> existing Adams Family fans are towards it. Oh, or, I, they're or, gonna. That's the thing. That's the other gonna genius of it is that they're gonna love it too. They will okay, absolutely because okay. it's also it's like Tim Burton too, but it also doesn't like feel super Tim Burton. Okay. And like the like it doesn't it doesn't like I wouldn't watch this and be like, oh yeah, this was one thousand percent made by the same guy who did like Willy Wonka and all the other weird stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, I mean it's always got that like style. Yeah, it's always got I, that style. But it feels yeah. It feels I don't know. I it, don't know. I would even, check it out. It even feels like um if it was like the the classic Tim Burton, it'd be like Helen Helen Helena Bonham Carter yeah. would be playing. Oh yeah, right. The, like Morticia <laughs> would be playing Morticia. That's it feel, right. Feels like the the obvious fit there. Um, okay, very cool. Well, I will give it a shot. I also want to hear feedback from everybody at home if you've if you've watched it yet. If you were an Adams Family fan to begin with, where you land on it. I'm also kind of curious. Does it fall into this like like it's coming out? What almost feels like uh like a month late. A month late. <laughs> it does feel like. Maybe they were originally aiming for Halloween. Like it for sure. Like it it it's coming out so close to Halloween that you feel like it that had to be the original plan. And they were like, it's just not there. It's it, just we just need more time. We'll just 
Don't worry about it. Is there a world where like where all of us like are are quietly like like Nightmare Before Christmas is like oddly like so fitting that like you're, you're in this like last few months of the year and like they're almost like stitching these two thoughts together like maybe it, do, it doesn't have like christmas vibes though specifically Not, holiday themes. um it, it is possible the show will advance through the seasons to the point where you get to a christmas episode but thus far not at all okay okay yeah. and is it all out uh, I think the whole show dropped, yeah. I'm so not sure. So you could watch all You of could it. watch the whole season. Okay. Yeah, okay. the whole first season. Um, so yeah, if you have any feedback, send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. And now for my Wick of the Peak, Ooh. which is also a TV show that I think that you will love. Oh, boy. Um, it's been very interesting because <coughs> Alice and I have probably had like one argument that has like never really truly like stopped being a problem from like the beginning of our relationship okay and it has been so fascinating because last <laughs> night we were finally watching we're on like episode like 16 or 17 so it's it was way more episodes in the show than i expected because it's like a docu-series kind of okay um quick premise is basically that um it is ryan reynolds and rob McElhaney. Uh, I doubt I got that right. It seems like everybody struggles with it. Uh, it is one of the writers and um, characters from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. Um, yes. And basically, these two guys were not even, like, really close friends at all, but, like, pitched each other on the idea of, like, purchasing this team uh, called Wrexham AFC in Wales together and it is not like a premier league soccer team which is like where you would see manchester united or arsenal or chelsea or yeah any of all those. the big ones the, the, yeah like there's those like big you know like david beckham played there type type uh teams so you you start to get like a little bit of the architecture of how much football is ingrained that is like you know our soccer their football is ingrained into like uk culture yeah and how like there's like the premier league at the top of the triangle and there's like the secondary league below that and then there's like another league below that and then another league below that and below that is where wrexham is where wrexham is and so the sorry the show was welcome to wrexham yes i believe it's called welcome to wrexham um and it so basically you're like watching the process of uh ryan and rob effectively like you know purchase this team and like what it means to like the people of Wrexham um you right. know who like the the racetrack is the or the race course is the name of um the stadium in Wrexham and okay. it's like the oldest internationally competitive football stadium in the world or or something okay. like there's like this like really it's got like a little history claim to fame it does yeah, yeah. like there, there's like some notoriety attached to like the stadium itself and and it is like the case that like the people of this town like go and like you know they like spend all this time there but inside of each episode is almost like its own it has its own like objective or goal or like piece of the story that it's going to like aim to tell you and so some of that might be like getting to know what it's like to be this um, like a air quotes like professional. I mean, I don't even, I wouldn't even say air quotes, but like a professional footballer at like this level. Mm-hmm. And the idea there is that like when you think of like a professional athlete, you tend to think of them as um, like 
someone who makes lots and lots and lots of money and right, like yeah. lives in a mansion and you know like their life is all it's taken care of they're at the gym all day they eat great right yes yeah. um and, and yeah and like effectively like you know people like uh, like run their lives for them and it's just like how long can you ride right this yeah. professional athlete right. wave um and this is not the case like these these players would have a much more overall like relatable lifestyle like several of them might need to like live together in order to like you know cover yeah. rent or they like they <laughs> right. like carpool to the games and stuff mm-hmm. like that like to get there and and so some of that is sort of like the glimpse into how how some of those types of things work and and just sort of like the general like economic impact on the town um they've talked there's been an episode dedicated to like hooliganism which is sort of like the um almost like religious Ex, like level that that yeah, like some people, yeah it's like violent over yes yeah. exactly like it it's it is like football is life in a way that is like dangerous yeah um which is not the the even the show itself points out like it's a small percentage it is a problematic small percentage of fans it's not most people are not like right soccer hooligans or whatever yeah and, and falling into that that particular category um but uh, another interesting episode that has come out has sort of talked maybe a little bit from like this perspective of like toxic masculinity, if mm-hmm. you will, okay. and how sports almost offer like, I guess the men who play some of these games, like the rare opportunity to be like affectionate with one another in a way that like you typically don't see. Okay. So like, like going and like hugging other people or something or like, like sometimes it's like because it's happening within the confines of this very like traditionally like masculine like activity yeah um it makes it like so much more okay for both fans and players alike to then just be like more affectionate with one another because it's like but because we're doing it in this like like bravado driven way yeah you know and like <laughs> they had like an author of like a best-selling book on who sort of like talks talks you through some of um those elements of the sport so anyway i i think the show has been very 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 interesting but so alice and i have had this like this i i, I don't even know if like arguments probably the right word but it's like this like sticking point that we've both found ourselves at mm-hmm. and it's this thing where like I, growing up, really liked going to the Virginia Tech football games. Yeah, go Hokies. Go Hokies. Went to my very first one ever uh, where I saw Michael Vick play in 1999 versus Syracuse. Mm -hmm. I think the final score ended up being like 62 to nothing mm-hmm. like yeah ran like, up those numbers yeah so like you know dad dad happened to bring me to like my very first ever game where it was just like the best possible game for me to have seen for the first time because like i was able to understand it at the simplest level which is that we were absolutely crushing the yeah. other team <laughs> like, <laughs> like yes we won by a lot I don't a even, lot i don't even think i knew at that time that like scoring 62 <clears throat> points in a game was like a otherwise generally unheard of yeah amount that's, of that's a big amount of scoring yeah yeah for like you know soccer fans that would be like 15 to nothing right. you know like it, yeah. would, it would be like it's wild a, yeah like a, like a tremendous it's a raucous of, pummeling a rock yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> good reference good reference um but uh so as a result, you know, like I grew up, I had <laughs> friends uh, that I went to middle school and high school with whose parents were pretty well off and they would have season tickets to Virginia Tech football games. And then I would get like invited with those friends to go to the games. And I think that 
as I came up, I saw this like activity, this like going to these games, like, like being in the environment, like, um, Virginia tech as like a school is very famous for being one of the loudest stadiums in the country. Uh, you know, like there's enter Sandman plays like, Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah. It's electric. Yeah. It's like, it's just this like, it's it's like the just to be there. Yes. You know, like is what it comes down to. Yeah, it's a really good atmosphere. It is. It is. And I and I think that like it's something that like I had placed. I think we talked about mental constructs last week and this was like one of mine. Like I had like built it up in my head that like part of what it meant to have like made it as like as like a human, as an adult, as a young professional, as like anything was like the ability to uh, afford to like not only go to these games but also like potentially like bring like you know loved ones right with us mm-hmm. and one of the first things that you and i did as we started to like find some success here like on youtube on youtube and everything was we bought season tickets together yeah and it was like this momentous occasion yeah. it was like a huge like step yeah we in, had some friends who like bought seats with us yes exactly yeah. like and, and you know like we would go we would do like the tailgate we would you know like make all this food and bring the <clears throat> cornhole boards and you know have music and um i drive like you know a truck so like even just getting to like use the truck for like tailgating, tailgating yeah you know it was like like even that was like oh my gosh i'm not <clears throat> doing the thing like after all these years um and on the whole, it has been this thing that I haven't just simply been unable to convey to Alice, like the, like how, like it's, it's like important to me in this way that I feel like I've even gotten better at like articulating, mm-hmm. but like for the longest time, you know, like we would go back and forth and like, I would be like, yeah, like, you know, game this weekend, like you in. And it's like, ah, no, like, you know, I've like, I've got like other stuff going on. I got to work or like whatever. You know, and I think it was like a couple seasons in, but like we were having a conversation and, and like, you know, like I think she even asked me, she's like, how many of these games are you expecting me to go to? And I was like, I, I mean, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like the, like the six to seven home games, like all of, all of those yeah, home games, right, all of them. Um, and she was like, you're kidding me. And I was like, no, like, you know, I, I that's, that's what I thought. You know, I was like, I, I'm doing this like you know like as much this for is me a tremendous for, gift for you as well right? like, yeah like what do you mean I may as well have parked you a brand new car in the driveway you I know, know this yeah, is yeah. this is a true you you this is a tremendous generosity on my part <laughs> yeah yeah like it was it was it was very 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 clear to me that like um <clears throat> there was like a translation error happening yeah completely like it was it was this thing that like I could I knew what I felt inside and I wasn't able to like put it into words to communicate it to her to find a way to like understand like how to support me with it, uh, I guess is what it came down to. And um, so, but like that's, that's where I got to this show. So like last night, Alice and I are, are watching through it and you know we're, we watch this episode on sort of like the sort of like the masculinity the friendship thing the the um like you know the just the general environment the way that like going to these games it's like at the end of the day it's like it's it's not about the game right it's, it's like it is like because <clears throat> because it's it's like the common thing that we all share right but like it's like it's like i get that it's like meaningless you know like that like the outcome of this game um affects us because we choose to let it affect us right and not because it actually affects really anything else yeah it is by its very nature like frivolous but also like it's so important and fun and it's like it is all of these 
it, it's all of the stuff. It's it's the being there. It's the opportunity to like celebrate with like loved ones or commiserate with loved ones or, you know, all of these things. All the things. And so like we're watching the, this episode last night that I think is doing such a truly fantastic job of explaining everything that I'm probably failing to explain to say, yeah. right now. I'm even hearing the words coming out of my mouth. I'm like, is this making sense? Um, and so like we're sitting on the couch and Alice is like, this is football for you. And I was like, yes. And she's like, this is what you've been feeling. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I am so sorry. <laughs> it was like, like it was, I mean, it was like the, the coolest and happiest and funniest and like almost like tear jerking moment for me to be sitting on the couch. And it was like, it was like two people who just genuinely and legitimately just spoke two different languages who are both trying to communicate something to one another. And like a translator walked into the room and like, like handed note cards you know, to both people. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, I get it. Um, you know, and it was like getting like the, like the, the code you needed to, to, I don't know, to do the thing or whatever. Um, and I don't know, it was just, it was like, it was, it was like really cool and like special. And like, I think even for Alice, I mean, it was like, I feel like it like really like resonated and like hit her in a cool way. Cause I think she was like, not only was she sort of like in this, this mental state of like, Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like, I like, I feel like she was almost saying like, I've, I've like heard you say some of these things before, but it's never like clicked right together yeah. in this particular way. Um, and also I think just like her own excitement for me that I can feel this way about something, yeah, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it was, it was really cool. So now I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna have to like get her like a Wrexham jersey or something. Oh for, man, oh that for, sounds so fun for Christmas. For Christmas, I, I know. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like I I feel like now, and I'm sure this is in huge part exactly what they were aiming to do with this entire docu series, right? Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Straight up littered with advertisements for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Aviation Gin, Deadpool, like yeah. any any project, Mint Mobile, any project that Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney are like attached to in any way, shape, or form. It's like they're they are like crammed in there right they're all, promoting it hard all all over the place and, yeah and i i do think that their their goal is but i'm like man i might just be a wrexham fan now yeah I'm right just, yeah like, they, yeah this is what they want they want more fans so I they know. can get more money so they can you know raise the team up i know or just have more money i don't know or, or i think they care <laughs> i think yeah I, I think they care <clears throat> um even that's been kind of cool because you get to like watch like rob uh gets it like he's like a philadelphia eagles fan he's like yeah. grown up watching this team uh, and from like a football standpoint, American football standpoint, who is constantly good, but had never won the Super Bowl up until like two or three years ago. Right. Yeah. And um, so he he has like been in the stands as like a young child with like, you know, a parent or whatever and like watching and and screaming and cheering and, and you know, all those things. Uh, and it seems like Ryan uh, Reynolds, on the other hand, is almost like learning learning what it means to be a sports fan yes yeah. like in real time so you're like watching him like like it's like oh. if we score we're gonna win if we, if we score we're gonna win yes yeah yeah. yeah yeah and yeah it's it's just i don't know it's it's really cool to like to watch it unfold um i've also become i i do feel like i have like watched ryan reynolds a lot and i'm like can we be friends yeah <laughs> i think everyone feels about ryan reynolds <laughs> I, I know yeah <laughs> yeah write that down yeah write that down 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's mine. So welcome to Wrexham. I think welcome it's on. I think it's on uh, Hulu. If you'd like to, if you'd like to check that. Right, out. There you go. Flip right back and forth between your uh, supernatural Adams Family show and Welcome to Wrexham, your docu series <laughs> sports show about a real life team bought by two real life American actors. As ever, Canadian act. No, C- yeah, he, well, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is. is yeah, 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 yeah. Rob yeah. is. Philadelphia. Yeah, so he's yeah. American. Yeah, so he's yeah. American. Okay. Yeah. Philadelphia is in America. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> it's extremely American. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paperclip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value and then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. 
shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. As as a as a podcast, Jay, I like to think that sometimes we are we we connect Venn diagram circles that otherwise wouldn't have been. People connected. didn't know. People didn't know. They didn't yeah. know. It's like you know. It's a, but now but now we're like we're we're taking all these rings. We're joining us all together. We're all becoming a part of the fun and excitement as one as one great big giant. Ben, collective. you know what that brings me to is another note we have here on pop. Okay. Uh, on, on our pop notes here, which is. Um, what I think, okay, it's uh, what I want to talk about is we are in the season for it is ugly Christmas sweaters. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Okay. Okay. I think ugly Christmas sweaters are possibly one of like humanity's greatest achievements, which sounds very silly on the surface. Okay. Right. Okay. But listen, here's my, here's my breakdown for why ugly Christmas sweaters are like amazing. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Because, because at one, the whole, the whole thing is that once upon a time, they weren't called ugly Christmas sweaters. They were just right? called Christmas the, sweaters. Right. At once upon a time, people were just making Christmas sweaters that were complete wackadoo. And right. like, th- then you'd wear them when it got cold and they'd have jingle bells or lights or they'd have these stupid images on them and like they were just they were just ugly but they were everywhere like at one point they were just christmas sweaters yeah but at some point and then uh, obviously they like fell out of fashion but then every like it, like in what seems like not much time people were like oh my gosh you know what would be hilarious do you know what would be hilarious if we just all busted out all those old sweaters and instead of like one person at the party wearing that weird sweater everyone on purpose wears the ugly christmas sweater together 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 all at once and like because and today it's like people manufacture ugly christmas sweaters on purpose you're like you're like literally it's like, a if you, style if you want to buy one you type in <clears throat> the word ugly in in direct like like very intentionally as something you want in your clothing right it is, is like, the word ugly it is purposefully tacky yeah you know like that is the point but like and it's like i see so many of them all the time and i'm like they always it's like it's always great because there's like almost no way to do it wrong because the worse you make it the sort of the better it is it's you true. know what i mean it's true yeah though no, this is this is absolutely correct it um, is like it is found like a like a loophole in fashion. Yeah, like there's no such thing as like like going to an ugly Christmas sweater party and you having the lame one there because it's like it's like even if there are some that are more <coughs> eclectic, more absurd, more ridiculous, then it's like e- like the fact that yours is lamer makes it even cooler. Yes. So it's like but like exactly. it's, it's 
It's like the opposite of like a bell curve, maybe. I don't even know if this is a good A jingle math. bell curve. A, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my your mi- corny joke for the day. My <laughs> mind has been blown. Um, yeah, that was that was that was amazing. Um, yeah, we'll call it the jingle bell curve. Yeah. But basically, it just curves up in both directions. It's like it doesn't mathematically make sense, but it like starts high and ends high. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And is and is high all throughout the middle as well. Yeah. But so like, what's fun about it is that at one point, like people were wearing them unironically, and then like collectively, the whole world decided these are ugly. But now, like everyone, like everyone collectively accepts that we all together all of humanity made this mistake making these christmas sweaters and you know what we're gonna do we're gonna celebrate we're gonna celebrate the mistake that we made and we're gonna wear them hilariously and we're gonna reproduce them on purpose and make them even worse to get it's like all together over one joint mistake and like it's i just i think it, it's so rare it's so rare that like Everyone agrees that was a mistake and we're all going to laugh about it together. So the real (coughs) question is, the real question is like, will we get, was it the eighties when everybody sort of like started adopting like darker colors and like, (coughs) like straighter lines and like, you know, everything kind of went from like the, like the seventies vibes (laughs) is the eighties. What? (laughs) Like, I don't even know if maybe the eighties isn't even like a good description of this time. Like, I feel like I've been to an eighties party before and it was still pretty vibrant. Let me tell you what has always put like an absolute pit in my stomach. What's that? Is whenever any party or spirit day event has been listed as eighties themed because, because like I will stare at that and like, you know, in high school, like homecoming week, you'd have like spirit week. And like, I personally always loved spirit week. I was like, this is going to be so fun. And this is what we've talked about in the podcast. So many times, like this is, I now have an excuse to be a little weird this week. And it's like anyone who like makes fun of us like, no, 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 I'm just leaning. I'm just leaning into the thing. Right. Like I'm not really this way, but I am, you know, (laughs) but I am, I'm going all in for, it's like a joke though. Right. right. This yeah. is this is like my like my no shave November or my exact, April Fool's Day exactly. tattoo. It's like ah, oh, it's such a joke. Except, but what? But what if I did it for real? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that was I always like that. But anytime it was eighties, I'd be like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means at all. I couldn't I couldn't recognize it if I saw it. And I would like people would come and certainly plenty of people I could tell were doing it right. And I couldn't even tell you what was eighties about it. You know. Yeah. I was like yeah. I don't I I do not have a good. Um, Grasp a good grasp on 80s fashion so uh yeah I always, i'm always like oh man the, the, i don't know what to do so yeah so the, the real question though i think ultimately becomes yeah it's like it's like was there a period where there were no ugly christmas sweaters like was there was there like a brief lull in like where they had existed unironically and were just literally what somebody might wear and then it were almost like sort of like issued out because it was like oh yeah you know i don't know how none of us have realized that they like having a jingle bell on a literal sweater or a literal jingle bell on a literal sweater is is like like i don't know goofy or silly or funny or or something uh and it's like maybe we shouldn't do that and then it was like there was enough time for it to go away that when it came back it was like oh yeah remember these they're awesome again yes yeah um but like the question will be like will will it ever reach another stage where like we could have photos of our ugly christmas sweater parties (coughs) that like luke will see as like a young like 
twenty something, yeah. right? And he's like, "Oh my god, what were you guys wearing?" Right. Like, what? What is this? It's like, no, it was funny. We were doing it to be funny. It's like, no, you weren't. Like, like what? What lens will he yeah. see? When? It when? When do people readopt the ugly Christmas sweaters so much that you're no longer wearing them ironically, and it's just like, no, this is just actually kind of cool right now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I feel it, like we could be approaching that because while I say everyone celebrates it, I feel like there maybe there's some murmurs out there. People are like, I'm so tired of tacky Christmas sweater parties. Uh, sure. You yeah. Know, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, is that happening behind it could closed be hap- doors? It could be uh, happening behind the bleachers, probably. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Don't listen to those people. They're no fun. They are no fun. They not, are no not fun. Not one bit. Have no. fun. Wear your dumb, ugly Christmas sweater and just like just own it, man. Yeah. You know? They. Because here's the thing. Those people wish they were wearing it. Like they're just like they're just so insecure. They they're like don't feel like they could wear it because it would bring them down. But like they really want to. They wish they could, but they can't. And that's something they have to work. They have to work out. You know, go therapy. Yeah. But, yeah. Shout out to all shout therapy. Out, shout out to therapy. Shout out to therapy. <coughs> this episode's brought to you by therapy. Um, maybe next week you and I should both. You own an ugly Christmas sweater, <sighs> one that you're proud of. Oh man, I don't. I don't know. I think we might have one in the closet here at work. I have an ugly Christmas onesie that I yeah. like to wear. It's true. It has snowman all over it. Yeah. This was like one of those where once upon a time I feel like I spent too much money on something. It was like let's call it a hundred dollars. <coughs> yeah. It seems like a safe number. It was like you know a full body snowman onesie suit mm. and i love it dearly yeah and it was like one of those things when i bought it and i was like oh my gosh this is such a stupid amount of money to spend for like this one party i'm going to one time for people i don't even hang out with anymore yeah and yet year in year out i find a way to wear that find thing. a way to wear it and it's like it's like every single year i pull it out i'm like this was so worth this it. is worth it i've like had friends borrow it for parties that they're going to that it's is like, the best like when you when you kind of like go a little overboard on a costume and you're like that might have been dumb i'm never going to use that and then like the occasion arises and you're like (laughs) who's the idiot now (laughs) i know i my hope is always like for whatever reason i have this like very uh over i overly idealized world where addison gets older and like wants these things oh dude no i totally understand ben have i told you before about like my fantasy about every time we go to disney world i get a new mickey mouse mug Mm. right mm-hmm. yes so i have just like a fantasy of like one day luke you know luke and his friends are nick and nate and their friends are like at our house and they're just like you know having hot chocolate or something and like it's sort of like a talk and like everyone everyone at the school sort of knows like man the carlins have like amazing mickey mouse mugs yeah you know like it's sort of known yeah. it's sort of known it's sort of known yeah. yeah and it's like everyone like typically like they would they maybe wouldn't go for the mickey mouse mug but when you're at the carlins it's like it's such a fun thing they've done all right yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they got great mugs <laughs> they got great mugs <laughs> they got great mugs Mugs yeah. over there. There I go. There I go. They're, all, they're all so fun and so different. It's like this big collection. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> and like like Luke's dad makes his own hot chocolate. Exactly. You know? Like, exactly. He, it's like you can buy it on a website. Yes. It's the best. It's so CarlinBrothersCoffee.com. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> we also have candles like this one burning right here. How it smells did, like lemons. How did this become an ad read? Accident. Accident. Um... Yeah, no, I actually have this exact relationship with my truck right now as well. Yeah. So I have I have my whole life, basically, I've always liked cars. And I feel like, for the most part, it's like one of those things where like the car payment aspect of my life is like one of those where it was like, I'm so happy to do it, where it was just like, I, like... I'll, I'll always, as soon as my car's paid off, I'm going to go get a new one because, like, I don't I don't even mind the car payment. Like, yeah. I want 
like I want to be able to like leverage having paid off my vehicle towards my next one always. And, um, this go around, I have found myself in a very interesting situation cause I have paid off my truck. Wow. Woo, very exciting. Woo. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a Toyota Tundra Yeah. and I, I do, I do like it very dearly, <coughs> but I think one of the things I like the most about it is I have done a good job of not putting many miles on it. Yeah. You know, we don't live that far from our office and it's pretty much the only place I drive to anyway. Um, and I, I feel like I have really liked this idea of it being Addison's first car. Ah, uh, there you go. There you it's go. Like, it's like, it's sort of like by the time, you know, 15 years from now rolls around, it'll be like a pretty old It'll be truck. a pretty old truck. And yet, like, it still has some pretty sophisticated safety features. It's nice and large. This is so the most like, bad thing you've ever said. It's like, you know, if she, if she, if, God forbid anything ever happens and, and there's like an accident involved, it's so big and protective and it's like a giant marshmallow. No, no, this is an amazing idea because everyone, there's always that like one girl at school who has the big truck. Yes. And like yes, everyone, ev- yes. yeah, I know, you're right. And everyone's like, it's kind of awesome. It's you kind of awesome. You didn't expect it, but like, yeah, she's pretty much owning it. That's so like, yeah, yeah no, no, no. Like, that could be your girl. Uh, that could be. Uh, yes. Exactly. Oh, I'm so proud of her. Exactly. She's going to be so cool. Yeah. Hope, well, or you know what? Honestly, even if, even if she's not like, you know, behind the bleachers cool, that's also fine. Yeah. Cause she'll drive a big truck. Cause she'll have a big truck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm glad you're going to love it. Absolutely endorse it. Absolutely do it. Don't sell that truck. Okay. I'm hanging on to it. Here's my other fantasy, Ben, about how my kids, um, friends will be. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Tell me more. This is, this is the sort of like open door policy. I hope to have like at the house sort of situation, Uh you know, like where if I could like, I like it would make my whole life. If I came downstairs one day and like Luke's like Luke's buddy, like, you know, uh, like one of his buddies right now is called his name Barnes. So I'll just use Barnes as an example. Okay. And Barnes is just sitting there and he's like, what's up, Mr. C? And I'll be like, morning, Barnes. And he's like downstairs before me. And he's like making waffles or something. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, where's Luke? And I'll be like, still asleep. And I'm like, did you stay here? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <You know? It's laughs> like, like he has gotten to the house prior to his friend or his friend's parents waking up. Has let himself in and is making waffles. And he calls you Mr. C. And he calls me Mr. C. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I might call him Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> this is my, this is, you know, this is my uh, dr- dream scenario for Luke's friends in the nice open door, um, you know, rotating. You're just, you're always welcome here. It's, it's sort like, of. It's like the, it's like, <clears throat> like a sitcom from the, the, I almost said a sitcom from the movies. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. But it, it, it is almost like a sitcom, like where like. You all like in Friends, for example, they can yeah. all just like go in like the middle of the day. It's like, how are you all available to go and sit at a coffee shop and hang out and have these like witty conversations? Oh no, this is exactly right. Yeah, we just restarted like sort of like Friends became has become our is our current like fall asleep show. Yeah, yeah, you know, to sort of put one. it on. Yeah, like it. There, so it's baffling to me. Like the 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 shot will start like in the middle of Monica's apartment. And, like, Monica will not be out there. She'll be, like, in the shower. But Chandler and Joey are just sitting at the table having breakfast. And then Rachel will come out of her room just having woken up. And it's just like, you guys, why'd you come over here to eat breakfast? Like, no one's supervising you. You've just let yourself in and are having breakfast here. Yeah. 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 I mean, but these are, the, like, this is the thing, though, is that it's like, I, I, this is another aspiration of mine. Is just, like, I almost want the, <laughs> like, place 
that all my friends meet to watch like, you know, Wrexham, obviously, yeah. you know, but like nobody even like plans to be there. We just all go. You just go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, like I, I, I feel like that was like the true magic of like what friends encapsulated was like, they're not like, they're not like all like having to be like, Hey, Hey, can, daily grind. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not like, they're not like planning to meet there at specific times. They just all go there. Right. And then everybody else is there. Exactly. That's the goal. That's the goal. I agree. Dude, it's totally the goal. The worst part of hanging out with friends is putting together the plans. And this is just like our plans are just always the same anyway. Yeah. How great is that? I know. You're just always there. It's like when they just show up at the coffee house and the rest of them are just there. Like they didn't have cell phones. They weren't coordinating. Yeah. They were just like, I'm just here. And they just all know they're going to be there. Oh, right. okay. Speaking of friends, this is going to take a hard left turn. Hard left turn. Okay. Because okay, this was, I was having this, I was having what I'm calling like the Chandler problem. Okay. With friends right now. Okay. This is going to be very plot oriented about the show Friends. So okay, okay. if you haven't watched the whole series, uh, sure. Of course you have. Um, <laughs> let's face it. <laughs> Who are we We've kidding? looked at the demographics. We've looked at the stats. You've seen Friends. You know the situation. Okay. Here's the problem with the show Friends in terms of how the characters know each other. Okay. Okay. Right. It all, it all seems like Monica and Ross specifically are the glue, right? Yep. They're the center. They're the brother sister combo. So how they know each other. Pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. They just grew up together. Yep. Right. Okay. So Ross graduates college and him and his wife, Susan are pretty much like immediately engaged and they get their own place. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. Which is why Monica ends up with the grandma's, apartment in like you know the the world's greatest apartment in new york city yeah 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 yeah. the rent control giant place right right yeah which is oh man dreams goals exactly so that's how monica ends up there right so that's how then ross monica they know each other why monica lives where she lives okay we got that we got that yeah phoebe is her first roommate there okay by the time the show was started that is no longer the case phoebe now lives with her grandmother for whatever health reasons or whatever okay um obviously episode one rachel shows up at the coffee shop looking for monica who was her old high school friend and who knew ross from back then she moves in with monica right okay so those three now know each other we know the story we know where phoebe came from she was just monica's first roommate back in the city okay meanwhile on the other side of things we know how chandler knows ross because they were college roommates together okay right that's fine and then joey is just chandler's current roommate okay right so the weird thing is the weird thing is is why does chandler live across the hall from monica there's no connection. Like they would have, it, it, it even gets worse because they sort of would have met each other. You find out later at Thanksgivings, uh-huh. but they hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So there's, it feels like they never explain why Chandler Ross's ex roommate happens to live right across the hall from his sister, from the rent control, from the rent controlled sister. My, here's my only possible working theory is that okay. when Ross graduates, his grandmother offers him the apartment initially. Okay. Which he says, no, don't worry. I'm getting married. You can keep it there. But uh, my friend Chandler's looking for a place, and she's like, oh, the place across the hall's open. And that's my only explanation. Wow. But I don't know. I like This is like, it started bothering me. I was like, I never considered this. And I've watched Friends so many times. This so is, it, if someone can explain this to me, why Chandler lives across the hall from Monica. I will grant you that it's an unusual problem. It is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, uh, basically, <laughs> I think your current working theory is is maybe lacking that like mind blown moment. I agree. You know, I haven't workshopped it very much. This okay. is just me, you know, 
spilling it here. I just remembered that I was having this problem and now it's out there. So you can all noodle on it. We can all noodle on it together. It'll be great. <clears throat> It'll be great fun for all. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then eventually, hopefully we'll just have randomly on the Super Carly Mothers YouTube channel. It's like Friends Theory. Welcome to Friends Theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're getting real. We're getting real nutty over here. Friends, Friends is another one. People are starting to like for a while. It was like when it was on, everyone loved it. And then for a while after people continued to enjoy it and discovered after the fact it's getting to the point where people like friends is not aged well i don't like friends it's not cool to like friends anymore and i'm like i know i'm like don't do that don't do that okay look we know all shows age poorly you know it was from i just 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 okay okay age is like porridge yeah age is like porridge (laughs) well you said poorly and it made me think of porridge and i was like porridge doesn't age well yeah so anyway i don't i don't you know just if you don't like friends i don't want to hear about it <laughs> okay well that's a that's a reasonable way to to cap that off there yeah for certainly yeah um do we have anything else that we need to discuss today or should we just end with a nice like don't at me don't don't at me bro don't at me um let's see i'm trying to look at our thing here and see if there's anything else um oh i'm having a weird uh, we've talked about uh, we'll, we'll we'll raise up I've been. I've still been considering starting my new Twitter page where just Jay plays TCGs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I know. You keep love hearing all me regaling you with the tales of all my of the, minor victories. I know. I know. That, that one time that Odin did that one thing. <laughs> it's fantastic. Man. Good fun. Ironheart and Odin on Kamartage. So fun. That's so what I fun. mean, uh, guys. I was literally exactly. about to say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, he just took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. Some Com- of you, like one of you got that. Kamartage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jay's playing Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap. So this has been a weird thing so every month the like the ladder will reset okay and you'll like you know wherever you've climbed up to it'll like knock you back down to like a starting place okay and so the first month this happened i got like you know i hadn't climbed up high enough to like hit like i guess a specific tier so i basically got knocked down to effectively the bottom when i started over which meant (laughs) it was not it was actually great because then when you start back up everyone's terrible okay (laughs) you're at the bottom of the ladder so i was like i'm just getting like i won like it's like uh, it's like, oh, we just probably won like uh, uh, 27 of the last 30 games. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah. But whole, all these people being like, this guy is not the appropriate <laughs> rung. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. But what happened this time is that I climbed up like a little bit higher. So when it reset, I'm at like a more mid tier. But like it is like so what was like towards the end of the month, you start having very consistent matches. Like everyone's sort of on the playing field. Like everyone's like evened out very much evenly yeah yeah um now it's like every game is either against someone who is just completely terrible <laughs> or is extremely good okay <laughs> that is it's like there's no middle ground at the moment the jingle bell curve yeah the jingle bell curve so yeah. that's been sort of a weird one where like some games you'd be like man this guy knows exactly what he's doing that was very well played and other times you'd be like well he's got apocalypse in hand as long as he puts it right there there's nothing i can do and it'd be like well you didn't do that and I don't know why, because now I won. <laughs> I shouldn't have won, but I did. So, so where do you take this? What competitive Marvel? Where do you take? Yeah, compar- competitive Marvel Snap. Yeah. So I don't know. My goal. So uh, the on the ladder, you can climb up to I guess like level one hundred. Okay. That's sort of my. That's sort of like my working goal is to get there. This is how I can tell people are good too. Okay. Because if you get to one hundred then you get like a unique card back for the season. Okay. So like after after the season's over, it'll no longer be available. But you oh can, wow! Okay. Yeah. So like then. Um, but like when you play people, you can see what their card backs are. Okay. Right. So like some of the people I'll be against will have the 100 level card backs, and I'll be like, <sighs> that's always sort of. It's like one of those things where you're just like, 
well, I know this person obviously put a lot of time into this game because they climbed that high. And but then on the other hand, you'll have other people who are just like that was that was a very bad move. So it's this very weird mix of players at the at this on day one of the new season. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting indeed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The the whole ladder system has always been one of these things where it's like any game I've ever played where a ladder has been involved, I have always found it to be the case that like. There, I it, it maybe in this like blows my mind a little bit, but like there are always at least 2,763 people who are like just so far and away better at the game than you, yeah. That like the idea of like actually riding up the top of the leaderboard is just like insurmountable. It's yeah. just like there's there is no and, and like usually, and I will kid you not, 100% of the time, I have always been certain that the people who are at the top of these leaderboards just cheated to be there. That you think so, yeah. It's like it's that is sometimes how it feels like, it's that like they're that good. It's like, the, but like sometimes this is the other thing too, because like you can use this like in like in apps and stuff like that and like see like the all-time leaderboard the best score that's ever been placed on bejeweled blitz or something and oh those like, people are cheating yeah 100 yeah. gotta be cheating however like i sometimes do think about this in regards to like sports where it's like okay you know like i'm i'm like okay at soccer you know ninth grade me or whatever yeah, yeah. but it's also like but like but like there's there's like one hundred thousand people who are better than me yeah in this exact same capacity yeah so it's like huh that's a very interesting way to like look at like the the outliers that are professional athletes it it is it's wild like um like if you go to a marathon like we went to the chicago marathon i don't know how many people ran in like forty thousand people or something it's like forty thousand people ran a marathon that day right you know huge crowd huge crowds of people and it's like if you finish a marathon you're in like the less than one percent of the population of earth who can do it who will ever do it who will ever do it but like at the same time there's forty thousand people there yes and like you could have been last place at that marathon you know like yeah i think i constantly found myself in, in a or in a in a position like that where like playing soccer in school like all the other people on like the the school team were like year-round travel team players yes, who yeah. had like had this and i had only ever done like like a lot of rec league soccer and camps and stuff right over the and like for the most part was like one of like the the better people playing rec league sure but was not like playing it year round so you'd get in there with them and it'd be like oh i'm really having to figure it out on the fly like these people are very good right but i remember specifically like in in uh ninth grade where we had like moved like apparently i think once you cross like ninth grade it's like a lot of people stop being interested in like rec sports or whatever but yes. like we were new in town so it was just like i guess i'll just do it whatever and i remember like going from playing on the school team being very like middle of the pack kind of like yeah you're just a very average player to being like clearly one of the best people on the field right like i i would maybe score one goal a season on the school team and was scoring like two to three goals a night at rec league you right, know like right, like, right. like oh man <laughs> i am amazing I am so good <laughs> yeah it's like it's amazing it's like this weird thing it's like yeah, yeah yeah you you are probably better than like 90 percent of the people the problem is the 10 percent of the people who are better than you are also the people playing with you are all yeah. here yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was I had the exact same thing with with high school cross country where it was like I felt like I was getting very good very fast um, like you know within the sport I guess I don't know like relative to my my own prior performance yeah or whatever but it would also be the case that like you would go to the state meet where I would come in like a hundred and fifth 
in the double A division where right. like, you know, there was also a, a single A, a double A, a triple A, and maybe even a four A just in the state of Virginia that happened that day. Yeah. And on the whole day, I probably came <clears throat> in like 500th. Right. And this is only the state of Virginia. And there are 50 other states that right. are all having cross country state meets today. And it's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like this is, it's, it is like very both like impressive and humbling at the exact it's, same time. It's so weird. Yeah. Cause the, like, if you're like walking around just like, yeah, at, at school, you're one of the five, like there are four people in the school who faster can run than, faster than you. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, that feels really good. Right. But like, if you step out onto the track, it's like now the, the, all those people from all the other schools are right there too. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe the real skill in life is finding a way to take your high ranking ability in one capacity and then take that and like place it somewhere else where it allows you to like like you you and yeah big fish small pond exactly yeah Yeah. go and shine okay I like it good Mm -hmm. good life advice there you go find your small pond everybody you can do it pond. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Anyway, as ever, if you have any feedback about the show, unless it has anything to do with the show, friends, apparently, you can send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, if you guys would like to go and check out the Patreon, it is the last month that you can get in on J and I's first ever Dungeons and Dragons Woo! campaign, um, where if you are interested in getting <coughs> access to an exclusive digital download of uh, the recording of that particular uh, session and a complete set of RPG dice. So all of those dice, all all of which are going to be completely themed uh, around the pop and the campaign that we are going to be doing. Uh, that is at the exclusive merch tier over at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. All the info for that is in the show notes. Otherwise, until next time, pop pop. Pop.